Chapter 6 of Mabel Ross, The Sewing Girl. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 6 Hilda, A Sewing Girl. Mabel would have been pleased could she have procured sufficient work from her old customers to keep Hilda employed at home, as the latter could then have taken charge of little Lily. But failing in this, and seeing it would be necessary for her sister to find employment in some of the stores, she lost no time in having her taught the operation of the sewing machine. A fee of three dollars procured the necessary instruction, and in a few weeks' time Hilda was competent to machine work, and after some trouble and further delay, Mabel succeeded in procuring her a place in one of the clothing stores. Here, the young girl applied herself to her labors with such industry as surprised, while it delighted, her sister. Her humors were so changeable, and her temper so uncertain, that Mabel had entertained great fears for her under these new circumstances. Mabel had heard enough of the character of Hilda's employer, though he was probably but little worse than the generality of his class, to know there was neither consideration nor ordinary feeling to be looked for at his hands. And in thought of her sister's impatience and odd independence of character, she looked for an abrupt termination of her duties, almost as soon as entered upon. Not so, however. Hilda either found her present trials more tolerable than her sister had apprehended, or brought to her aid a philosophy for which Mabel had not given her credit. Hilda's sole concern appeared to be that, with all her efforts, she could not make sufficient to defray the actual addition of expense she was and had been to Mabel. The latter endeavored to reassure her on this point. The rent of her rooms, she reminded her, was not increased by their occupation by a third comer, while Hilda's addition to their little treasury, trifling though it was, covered what additional expense was incurred by her presence. Still, Hilda was not satisfied. If I could only work as you do, Mabel, she one evening said to her, I'd somehow contrive to get a better price for my work. I wonder why I was made so good for nothing, while you're good for everything. I am pretty good at sewing, and am thankful for it, replied Mabel, who perceived that her sister was in one of her more desponding moods. But remember, I have had a good deal more practice than you. If you persevere, as you are doing now, you will, by and by, find yourself an excellent sewer. What I want is to get a place like you have at Mr. Blank's, rejoined Hilda, a place where the wages are a decent return for one's ten hours' hard work. But I don't expect to get it, she added. I don't believe it's in me to be up to it. And even if it was... I might never get the chance to do my best and be properly paid for it. There's Etta Burgess, who's as good a workwoman as you'd wish to see, and yet she's glad to get her two and three dollars a week with Lellerman. And Mattie Rivers, too. I'd give a good deal to sew like Mattie. She could take any place in Chicago. Yet she has to drag along on her forty or fifty cents a day like the rest of them. If I were alone, Mabel... I'd make no headway at all on the mean thirty-five or forty cents I get. But you are not alone, Hilda. Still, I can't forget the near three weeks I lived on you, Mabel, while I learnt to sew on the machine, Hilda added, after a pause. And worse than that, 
the money you had to pay to have me taught. I haven't said much about it, but it's never out of my thoughts. That is wrong, Mabel returned. You shouldn't trouble yourself about it, Hilda. Which is Maddie Rivers? She then abruptly asked. The one that walked home with you Saturday evening? Yes, she lives on LaSalle Street, but she comes this way to keep me company. I like her ever so much. Mabel looked grave. She was preparing little Lily for bed, and glanced up from her employment to the face of Hilda, as she said, Why encourage her to put herself out of her way, Hilda? It would be better for you to be alone than to have company not suited to you. And why isn't Maddie Rivers suited to me? And Hilda fired up a little. She's a poor sewing girl, and so am I. Surely you're not getting proud, Mabel. It's not for us to be that. I have one sort of pride, Hilda, and would like you to have the same. It is a pride to keep strictly to the path of right and decency. We are but poor sewing girls, to be sure, and for that very reason should regard appearance closely. We have nothing but our good characters, my sister, and cannot value them too highly. And hasn't Mattie a good character too, Mabel? And what right have you to think that she doesn't value it? Mabel didn't immediately reply. Before her mind's eye was the picture of Mattie Rivers, and she turned from it with a feeling of disapproval which she did not altogether care to explain. Neither the dress nor the manner and general appearance of her sister's new companion quite answered her ideas of a modest young woman. I trust she has a good character, Hilda, and that she values it, she presently said. Poor girl! I trust so indeed. But it is not everyone, my sister, who has been blessed with so good a mother as ours, to give the altogether right view of things, and it can be no advantage to you to be much with girls who have been less carefully brought up. And how do you know what sort of bringing up Mattie has had? Perhaps, Mabel, it has been good as our own. Is her mother living, Hilda? I don't know. I never heard her say a word about her mother. But I suppose she has one, or has had one anyway. Most people have had mothers. But what has that got to do with the matter? Everything to do with her bringing up Hilda, as you know. Oh, yes, of course, I forgot. Well, most likely Maddie, one time or another, had a mother, and so a bringing up, too. The poor girl is probably an orphan, like ourselves. Mabel spoke very gravely, for there was still before her the picture of the disapproved Maddie. And for that reason, we ought to have some feeling for her, said Hilda warmly. I have, anyhow. I like her. Like her, Hilda, have every kind feeling for her, and do her such service, too, as you can. But don't be intimate with her. I am so anxious concerning the associates you form, Hilda. Everything in a young girl's start in life depends on her companions. For the matter of that, Mabel, beggars mustn't be choosers. Maybe Maddie Rivers, nor Etta Burgess neither, ain't quite the sort of girl I'd choose if we were living as we once were. They don't dress well, and they're a little rude and free in their manners. Besides which, they can scarcely read and write. 
But then they're kind and obliging to me, and they're sociable and offhand in their ways, and I like them. Birds of a feather, you know, flock together, and sewing girls will mostly be found with sewing girls. Mabel saw the force of the reasoning and looked troubled. Since her sister had not the discrimination she desired, how was she to give it to her? Lily, being now ready for bed, knelt at her sister's feet to repeat her nightly prayer. Hilda, who saw the advantage she had gained in the argument with Mabel, and perhaps overestimated it, was about to add something she believed would settle it yet more completely in her favor, when the voice of the child broke the silence which had followed her own last words. Delaying the remark for a future occasion, Hilda fixed her eyes upon the little supplicant. The child's prayer followed, concluding, as usual, with, God bless my dear sisters and all my friends. Amen, my darling, added Mabel, finding Lily pause. Lily pressed the hand which held her own, and raised her eyes from her sister's lap to give her a glance. Something more, Mabel, she whispered. Then, raising her voice again, added, her head once more bowed on Mabel's knee. God, please to take great care of dear sister Hilda and put in her heart to go the way Mabel wants her to go. For Christ's sake, amen. Mabel's eyes and Hilda's met. A cloud had gathered on the brow of the latter. Mabel, she exclaimed, glancing quite angrily from her to the little girl. In reply, Mabel put her fingers to her lips with a deprecatory glance, then, lifting Lily to her feet, pressed a kiss upon her lips. Good night, my darling, and God bless you, she said. Good night, dear Mabel. Hilda, dear, good night. Good night, child. But Hilda did not kiss the little face held up to her. A look of grieved surprise came over the features of the child, and Lily drew a step back but did not move away. Hilda, said Mabel, in a tone of gentle reproof, then added to the child, Kiss Hilda's hand for good night, Lily. She loves you dearly. Lily kissed the hand, looked timidly into Hilda's face, then, having softly repeated her good night, passed round to her bed. For some time, no word was exchanged between the older sisters. Mabel busying herself in putting away little Lily's clothes, while Hilda sat on the sofa, absently regarding her. Then Mabel began to prepare her sewing machine to work. This was the time she generally devoted to her own and Lily's sewing, and she had quite a little pile of garments on hand now. It was a delightful thing to Mabel so to employ herself. Pleasant to her to know that the sound of her sewing machine was a soothing lullaby of which her young sister never wearied. The little instrument clicked busily now for some time, no other sound breaking the silence of the room. Mabel, meanwhile, was thinking gravely over the occurrences of the past half-hour, Hilda, to all appearance, thinking very busily of something, too. "'I don't know what to make of that child, Mabel,' then abruptly said the latter, quite a sharp tone in her voice. "'Am I to understand she's put up to this sort of thing?' Certainly not, Hilda. It is all her own thought, poor darling. So strange, muttered Hilda. Strange, maybe, 
But perfectly natural, Hilda. I am sorry you were so unkind to her. I couldn't help it, and I think I was right. I'm not going to encourage her in disrespect. I mean, what looks like disrespect. And it's all over now, and there's nothing more to be said about it. End of chapter 6